Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. So we give y'all real, real noise. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now Everything that comes out of her mouth is soothing to my spirit, right? So I, I'll keep it real. We have moments of intense fellowship. I won't say argument. Yeah. We have moments of intense fellowship. And um, I'm like, man, where's the woman who be speaking the life? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Test one, two. Bring yours down the back. So it'll be one, two. Test. All right, I got you. Down just a little bit more. Man, first of all, this is not a regular podcast. So who, for whoever's gonna listen to this podcast or hear this podcast, it's definitely not a regular podcast. I, I normally have like a script of notes for any guest who's ever been on the podcast. They'll see that today. I got a piece of paper with a few things written down on it. Now I'm not alone on the podcast today. I got two people who have been here previously. Jason, you were uh, we did the podcast over the phone. Yeah. I got Jason Ferguson from Chicago. What's good with you, man? What's up? What's up? I got O.L. Buckley from Chicago. What's good with you? Chilling. And I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, so that almost <laughs> makes us <laughs> so family. Almost yeah, good. That almost makes us. What's family. funny is you got the West Side here and yeah. the South Side here. Exactly. That's even more interesting. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the two. Far as I know, is the culture is the culture? Okay, it's you, a big. You, un, you understand? Yeah, I just I was gonna say like, what's the culture? Queens, is it different? Brooklyn. Okay, you gotcha. understand? We okay. friends. Now we trust me. It's all love. Okay, that's what but I was about to say because you there's know there's a friendly. Like, it's all love, yeah. but it's there's there's side specific pride. Yeah. Yes, you know, for very sure. well stated. Very so, well stated. So, you growing? How long have you been away from Chicago? Like when you first initially moved away. Uh, I moved back in 2003 to Virginia for a year, yeah. but then moved back to the Shy. But uh, my family and I left the Shy again in 13 and moved to LA. Yeah. So it's been since August of 13 that I've actually lived at the crib. Okay. And how long has it been for you all since you've been back? A minute. I left in 96. Oh, man, yeah. You need to probably be the way you go back all the time. All the time. I left right when Beats, Rhymes, and Life came out. Oh, man. What is that? Tribe Called Quest classic album you need to listen okay. to. Okay, I see this thing about it. I've heard songs from that album, yeah. but like I tell people on the podcast, I hate, like my upbringing was church. Yeah. And right. it's like, I had to, I think I've told this on the podcast, the first the first record I ever heard was uh, R. Kelly. 
mm-hmm. and it was off a uh, cassette tape. My brother had it, and my mom heard him listening to it. She came in the room to look for it. Before he, she came in the room, he ran out the backside and threw it into a field that was across the street. <laughs> That's hilarious. And we spent like the Save whole the afternoon. Music. Yeah, go <laughs> Which album was it? Uh, whichever one that had um, the initial ignition song. I'm a star when I hear you say. Oh, oh man, that's yeah. late. Well, yeah. But that's but the here's point. the good news though. We we weren't listening to it. You said cassette. Mm-hmm. So he gets a pass. Yeah, you get a pass. If for you that. said C D, we 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 might we might have problems. Nah, yeah. it was a cassette, man. <laughs> but and, and like you say, it look how late it was though. Yeah. When we started like when we started doing our own thing, like it it in that moment it probably broke our mom's heart. Yeah. But now she looks back at us and she'll be like, I'm glad that you guys kinda broke away from the culture and the teaching that you were raised in as far as church, like you still have the morals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Your morality is still good, but I'm glad that you didn't fall into that that uh cult mentality yeah. because a lot of people are still Legalistic. there. They're still yeah. there listening to mm-hmm. a word, but they're not putting any actions to it because yep. some people you can preach that message of hope and they'll stay there. Yep. As long as you preach the message of hope, they get locked into that. No, it's true. It's yep. true. So I was a science major in school and undergrad and we had for every science class that I had, we also had a lab. Mm -hmm. And so you get the theory in the lecture in class, but then you go and apply it in the lab. And I think a lot of people, they... They don't know how. With with regards to church, if you will, uh, people take religion and it's just the class, but they never practice. They never actually apply. That's real. I used to ask my mom all the time, did y'all go to a church where like people spoke in tongues? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. I ne- I've never, have you ever spoken in tongues? Mm-hmm. I've never spoken in tongues. And I remember asking my mom, I was like, how does it even happen? Like, how are you so in tune with something that's not here mm-hmm. that you speak something? I don't even know how to speak Spanish. And I've been studying it yeah. for like four years. <laughs> so it's like to know people speaking in a, a tongue that he understands. That's big, man. It's big. And she was like, I can't really explain it to you. She's like, I'm just that connected to mm-hmm. him. That when something hits me or moves me, I speak. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about all of that, though, above all of that, above the purple, the gold, above tongues, whether that's something you, you know, espouse or not, above all of that, if, if you're not doing anything, if your life is not based out of love, if you're not interacting with people from, from, a, from a love standpoint, you miss the whole point. It's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. You miss the whole point. I mean, so I know people who don't be speak, impressed. Yeah, oh, I'm people, sorry. Go ahead. Well, my point was just none of us should be impressed with that stuff because yeah. at the end of the day, all of that, you could do all of that and be a jerk and you miss the point. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not doing it out of love. That's real. So I brought both of y'all in today because I've been thinking so much about relationships and dating and we talk yeah yeah (laughs) and we talk about it from time to time and as of late i see so many people getting married and whatever and that to me that's fine you know and like me being in a relationship out here people say oh that's me my bad watch this my at least once a week you call when i'm doing a podcast and i'm doing one right now the reality is She did the same thing on the last episode, and I'm like, Mom, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> and I tell her every day, every time, and she still calls during it. So when I think about dating, man, I think about it from a perspective of a lot of people don't really know what dating is, mm-hmm. what the definition is. I don't think it's a one single definition for dating. So I wanted to talk about that, and I wanted to talk about the process of dating 
into a relationship and then marriage and then the after effect of marriage, which was dope when you came in talking about what's going on with you right now, OL, because mm-hmm. that's after the fluffy stuff and the white dress and the rice and the music mm-hmm. and everybody saying, oh, yeah, this is a great thing. So dating to me personally, it, it's if I'm spending, if I find you, if I see you, my initial point of contact of meeting you, I find you attractive and I initiate contact to say, hey, I think we should start hanging out. We start hanging out, whether it's watching movies, whether it's sitting on the couch, whether it's mm-hmm. kissing, whatever the point of the matter is. I feel like dating is spending an extended period of time with one person to try to see if you like them or get to know them. That's me. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you can do this with multiple people. Some people feel like they can't. I feel like you can. Most men feel like you can date multiple people. But what is the process to you guys as far as dating? What is like? What is dating? Both of y'all look like. Um, I yield the floor. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I want to add a caveat to this entire conversation. <laughs> For anything that comes out of my mouth, uh, there is a, a an old perspective and a new perspective, right? Okay. So um, I can be 100% transparent and real and tell you, you know, my new perspective while acknowledging yeah. that I haven't always seeing things this way. So I think um, dating is a process that moves one uh, from introduction to some end state, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, one thing that I think is important in dating is understanding what the end game is. Like, what am I going for? Am I burning time by just Netflix and chilling? Or am I trying to spend time gather information, determine if there's chemistry in alignment mm-hmm. for the purpose of making a diff- another decision. Yeah. And um, I, I personally have spent time dating people with no end game in mind. I didn't even, I'm just like, hey, let's just see where this goes. That's pretty much how my days And in any other sector of society, we call that wasting time. You don't, you don't turn on your car and start driving without any without idea. Any. Where you're just burning yeah. gas, really. you out here, you playing music and mm-hmm. you're burning gas and I spend a lot of time burning gas in relationships yeah. with no end in mind now with dating do, do, is it burning gas or wasting gas if your intentions are I just want to smash and you get to that yeah, point you, so, I mean, at least something that, has been done you have a goal you're trying to reach that goal okay. let's go back to the analogy there are times where you know you you truly do just want to ride around and listen to your music yeah. that's really all it was about yeah. you know but as I got older, I realized I'm actually seeking partnership. And so dating actually shifted to <clears throat> I'm dating to find alignment. That's it. I'm not trying to just waste my time yeah. or just be burning gas. And so you find alignment and then you start to make another layer of decisions around like, okay, so where do we go next? I know you did some dating, man. Oh, there's no question about it. <laughs> um, you know, the term that, that, that I often use um, to Jason's point, just dating with no end game, um, I call that sport dating. You just sort of like just. Which is a lot, which. You just sort of like doing it for sport. For fun, yeah. And <clears throat> while that's a lot of fun, um, and I've done it, um, there's, a, there's a, a higher degree of risk involved. And when I say risk, I'm saying um, a lot of emotional, uh, psychological, 
um, drama because what happens is a lot of times, here's what should happen. I mean, if, if I can use the term should, um, well, here's what would be, obviously, hindsight is always twenty twenty. The intelligent approach, as I look backwards, <laughs> um, would be in every dating relationship, learn as much about myself as I possibly can. A lot of times we go in to try to learn a lot about the other person. True. And that's important. But we shouldn't do that to the extent that we negate or um, not proactively try to understand who we are. And most people go into a relationship trying to find out about the other person and they don't gain any new clarity about who they are. Yeah. And the crazy part about that is we're always changing. True. So what I thought about something 10 years ago, I might think differently about that today. So for me, in retrospect, looking backwards, um, there's, and this is going to sound like a term from the dark ages, but there's actually a courtship that happens um, that sort of precedes the dating because the truth of the matter is I date my wife now all the time. Yeah. So it's not something that changes, but I'm not courting her anymore. Sure. You, you know it. what I'm saying? So I, I, when I court, I'm dating, to Jason's point, to discover if there's any, uh, do I deem any long-term perspective value that I feel I should continue the investment? I never even thought about it. You like know what I'm that. saying? Because I've gone out on a date before, mm-hmm. and I knew before the food came, this is the last one. <laughs> Oh, you and me both. So I knew I, as soon as you wrap this up and finish eating, it's I'm done. dropping you off. I knew I've known that sometimes. I'm gonna be honest enough to say I've known that sometimes before we even went on a date. But because of the you attraction level, I, I was like, I still want to try to get some. Yeah, and if I can get some, then after we do that, I'm pretty much done. And for you, that was the finish line. That was the finish line. I mean, not, even to this point right now, me being in a relationship, I don't think about. It probably just started. That's why I called you guys over and I was like, let's have this conversation. Because I really don't, I, I've never dated thinking of an end game of marriage. Yeah. Or further, like, I even, I've t- I just told my girl a couple weeks ago, I was like, we weren't even supposed to make it this far. Like, just being that honest. Like, when I first started talking to her, I literally saw her and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is a girl I used to work with. And I done ran into her outside of work. I saw her again. Let me just see what she's about. Now, I didn't hook up, try to hook up with her for the intent just to smash because I knew she was a good person from working with her. But I was who I was. Of course, eventually I expected to have sex with her mm-hmm. because that was my end game. That was that has always been my end game if I meet a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, like me and her stop talking, I'm not jumping back in a relationship. I'm gonna try to figure me out and I'm gonna date. And while I'm dating, I'm pretty sure there's going to be opportunities where that is, you know, it has an opportunity to happen. But I, I always try to figure out when is that shift? Because you hear so many people talk about, oh, why don't you get married or whatever the case may be. I posted something on Facebook the other day about her just having my back. Yeah. And one of her friends or people she worked with was like, oh, she's a keeper. Why don't you marry her? And I started to respond and be like. That was a very mature but I, way to hold you. Yeah, but but I didn't because I'm like, everybody always thinks you have to be married if it yeah. looks good. And a lot of times I try to tell people, you see people take pictures and do stuff on social media all the time. And I'm like, I know these people and that relationship is not what it appears yeah. to be. It's mm-hmm. real. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's one of those things to where it's like, 
I don't, you don't have to explain to people why you're doing what you're doing. But I know for me, I, I've been thinking lately, what is next? Because it has been a while and she may not want to marriage right now, but all women want something. I know of today if she was like, hey, we could live together. Or if I said we could live together, she'd be like, okay. But then I'm like, I ain't ready. She has a key to my place. And I remember talking to, I did a podcast and I was talking to one of the girls off the podcast after the fact. And she's like, she has a key to your place. I was like, yeah, she's like, that's good. So she could just come and go as she pleases. Uh, nope, that's where you stop right there. She still calls before she comes or I have to invite her. I, I mean, that may be shitty, but that's the way I roll. <laughs> I just don't want nobody walking up in my space. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's uh, that's out of pocket. I mean, this is you. You paying the rent here, and, and the beauty of it is this: you both have an opportunity to to lay out the framework that you're building upon. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not a this is how it has to go, and that and that path of discovery, and that's the beauty of of getting to know someone. And I agree with OL. The the process of getting to know your partner doesn't stop because you're on the other side of, you know, a covenant. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop because you've gone through some ceremony. You continue to get to know your partner. But what and makes y'all, like, it had to be, was it something that clicked in your head? Because both of you guys are married, for the listeners who don't know. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what had to click <laughs> to be like, hey, I know this is the one. I'm about to get a ring, and we're going to go from there. Like, I, that had the one time I even did it, it wasn't even for the right reason. And if my ex, ex, ex listens to this, she's probably going to be like, this nigga. Because it was more so of a point of, like, I loved her, I cared about her. Yeah. I didn't want her to go. We both were doing things we shouldn't have been doing. But, I, you know, we could still do it. Sometimes you do what you want to do, but you still don't want to leave. And it's one of those things where we both were doing that. Yeah. And when she decided to finally walk away, I, you know, I was like, let me go get a ring. Let me try and do you whatever I can. Defense. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hold it. I, I got to keep you here. You play this defense. But it's quick. like, even then, when I went out of my way to ask her at 24 years, I didn't want to marry her. Yeah. But it was like, what's the most drastic thing my dumb ass can do at this point in time? <laughs> and that I was. I need to be all the yeah. way over the top. Yeah. With this. I need to make sure. <laughs> go I can get <laughs> It was nothing else left to do. So for me, I'm like, I'm glad. And looking at hey, hindsight now, it's fourth like, and I'm goal glad. And you out of field. I'm out of every option. every option. You know what I'm saying? And she sack still said, no. sack, sack whoever get the ball. Just sack them. <laughs> and she, and you know, I, it, it was the best thing that she could have did by saying no, man. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked out. But my mindset is like, what do you got? Like, how does it come over you to where you like, this the one, man. Out of all these women you can have, Ooh. all the girls, because sometimes the one that's the one ain't the best one far as like sexually. You know, you think about things you like. I could think about a girl right now, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't had nothing like this since, since then. And you got to think about giving up all of those things to get married. You know, man, it, it depends on where you place a premium. Everybody places a premium on something. And what may be a premium for me, you know, what I may attach a premium to may be different than what the next guy attaches a premium to. For me, <clears throat> as I got to learn myself, and it was always, um, there's always a, a, I don't know if I should use this term, but there's always a fraud before the real McCoy. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Not all the time, but generally speaking. True. And my fraud was somebody I tried to make into who I am. And that was an epic fail. So, um, some people may define it as the crazy one, mm -hmm. 
and that was that was the crazy relationship that I was in. The one after you're out of it, you sort of like, what was I thinking? So when I saw my wife, man, I was a janitor, bro. I was mopping the floor. She came walk across the caution wet floor sign. I heard the door open. My back was to the door because I, you know, you mop to the door. Yeah. So see that's that technique. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't stop from the door and go yeah. inward. So um, I turned around, man, and when I saw her, as poetic as it may sound, um, I'm not gonna say I knew she was the one. Yeah. But I, it was this weird click that went off in my soul, man, and I was like. But I had to investigate that because yeah. that click is not always trustworthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to investigate that. So <clears throat> for me, um, it didn't take a whole day to recognize Sunshine, not to quote uh, Common, but, but it did. Um, <clears throat> I knew she was the one in an inexplainable way. Yeah. But the who and the when was totally different. Did she notice you that in that same moment, or was it like we talked met about again? it? Well, first of all, it took a whole year before we even actually before I even got the number. I mean, it was some real. I mean, you know, it took that, a year for me to get the ass. A, it took you a year to get the number. That's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, man. Um, but um, maybe I didn't come correct. But um, <laughs> when I finally got the number, um, you know, it was it, it, it was a thing of we're not going to waste time, and so we dated, man. We dated for a long time. I dated my wife. Off and on for about ten years before we got married. Man, I feel good just you. Ten, you just made me feel ten so much years, better. bro. Ten. So you made you know, me feel so much better. Different people have different stories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, it's just um, you know, um, you can know who, but not necessarily know when, because timing is critical. Right thing, wrong time. Yeah. So what no was good. your wife doing at the time that you were a janitor? Because most women ain't paying nobody, no janitor attention. She was a sophomore at TCU. Okay, so y'all were real young, y'all. Yeah, I was. I but was still, hyping. you got girls hyping. at TCU now that'll be like, I ain't fucking with no janitor. <laughs> right? <laughs> was you in school then? Yeah. I okay. was up at uh, Juco up in Plano. So I was hiking from Plano to, to Fort Worth like three times a week. Burn, burning gas. Yeah. <laughs> Man, look at her. What, when you met your wife, did you, was it, I, I hate when people, I, you know, no disrespect for the people who be like, it was love at first sight. I just. It's hard for me to even fall in love. So when somebody says love at first sight, was it love at first sight for you or was it one of those things when you saw her, you kind of knew or was it just, oh, I'm attracted to a vibe and no. then it built, it was something built from there? So, so Irena and I were friends in high school. We went to the same high school. We went to Providence, same male. I was on the basketball team. She was a cheerleader. We never dated. We never like liked each other like that. Yeah. We, were, we were cool. We were always cool. We have overlapping circles of friends. So... I graduated high school in 96. She graduated in 97. We didn't even keep in touch after that time frame. Uh, <clears throat> we, I don't even think we saw each other even in passing. Yeah. Um, fast forward years, like some years, years. Um, we both lived a little, you know, relationships, children. Both of us had children. So we are a blended family. Um, I got a question for that, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, we connected... Uh, she posted something on Facebook and again as a friend I just inboxed her like hey I'd love to learn more about that you know and we had an initial phone conversation and this is like we are in our careers we are adults you know living our lives right both single and so I got off the phone 
from an, an initial conversation with her. I don't think I had ever spoken with her over the phone, even though I've known her for years. Yeah. Like we literally like grew up in the same small high school for four, you know, for three years, I guess, of her uh, time there. Um, so even though to someone who's very familiar, it was the first like person to person experience that I had ever had with her. Yeah. And I didn't know when we got off the phone that time that I liked her even yet. But I knew that I had to talk to her again because I felt like I could go run for president. From just talking to her. I'm like, talking to this She is woman, very motivational, yeah, man. Bruh, yeah. like, the, the way in which she's, like, she is the woman who can speak into my And that's spirit. what I was about to say. How, is, you know how I mean? like, important is it to even have I'm a down, woman to speak to you? If I'm down, if I'm, like, laying on the side of the street, people are walking by telling me to get a job. Yeah. You know, all, people can be saying everything. <laughs> I will literally, if I couldn't even open my mouth to speak because I was fatigued, yeah. I would write a note and say, "Go get Irena." <laughs> you know, yeah. She will, she yeah, will come and speak the words that would get me on my feet, yeah. and back on my grind. I think that's important, man. I dated a girl once where it's like, anytime I was angry, if I called her and heard her voice, like it calmed me down. Yeah. And I literally would call her, and she'd be like, "What are you? It's two in the morning." I'm like, "I just need to talk about what." I don't know. Let's just. Let and me it just was like, hear your voice. Yeah, though. and it's like as she <laughs> talked, literally, Let it was like as she voice. talked. Yeah, and and, and it was so funny because when I was doing when I first started doing radio and podcasts at UTA, I think it was around Valentine's Day back in like 2000, maybe 14. I did a like a competition of the sexiest voice, and I had her. And it was like a couple other girls I had found to do it. And I think the, everybody chose her. Like, bro, it's just her voice is so. Um, <laughs> like, see, I told you. Because, bro, like, it literally was, I would just, I could see green or yeah. see red, whatever. And it's like, the voice just come. And it's like, eventually, I just, it's like the Incredible Hulk literally changing and shifting back into Bruce Banner. Well, let me say this, though. Not everything that comes out of her mouth is soothing to my spirit. Right? So I, I'll keep it real. <laughs> We have moments of intense fellowship. I won't say arguing. Yeah. We have moments of intense fellowship. <laughs> and um, I'm like, man, where's the woman who be speaking the life? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so this is the next point that I would actually, it, it kind of goes back to something that you asked earlier. If I walked into a room of 100 beautiful women and I knew that they were all single and interested in me, right? I walk into that room and Irena is one of the women in that room. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I, like, if you asked me to, like, pick my wife, I would start asking all this information about these women. Like, yeah. does she got this? Can she do that? Is she like this? All these different things. The revelation that I received was I have a commodity, and that commodity is love. So when I walk in the room, I'm bringing this commodity into the room. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to choose someone who I'm going to spend the rest of my life dispensing that commodity to. Yeah. And I can't pick all of these people. It's only one who gets to call me if the tire gets flat while she's on the road. It's only one Man. who, you know, so who do you choose to be the recipient of the commodity that you came into this space with? Yeah. Now, before I had this revelation, number one, I didn't know I had a commodity. I, I was always on the quest. I was yeah. going to hunt. But wait, I don't have to go and hunt. I actually have the product. Yeah. I have it. It's in me. So now my job is to go and feed, right? So I look into this room full of 100 women, and I look around, and I see her, and I'm like, yo, real talk, whether we 30, 50, 80, 
let it be said that I'm the dude that's feeding that one. Yeah. Right? Like, and who who would I, like, I wouldn't get upset if I saw some other guy feeding her over there. I wouldn't get up. But if, if there was another dude feeding this one, I'll, I'll feel some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I want that to be me. So I think uh, that's that's a perspective shift that I would like to share with, with young men out there to yeah. say, like, yo, it's not about what you can get. It's when you discover that you actually are something to offer. You don't you don't only have something to offer. Mm-hmm. You yourself, you are something to offer a woman who's like, I would love it if a man came and like partnered with me. We change the world together. So, I hear that all the time though. But I even when I think about so many people who are in relationships, there a lot of people are getting in relationships for financial gain. You know, it's like they're living together because they can live in a great apartment by themselves. Like, even when I first moved here, people was like, so do y'all live together? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing this on my own now. Granted, I know if I lived with her, it would be that much easier. But it's like, I don't get so caught up in, like, what I can financially put in my pocket and keep at the end of the month as opposed to, if I'm being honest with you, I'm just selfish, man. And I sometimes I, I really wanted to talk to you guys because in my mindset – even at 34 years old, I'm still kind of like, okay, it would be dope to have somebody that you just can put all this energy into and share these things with. But I don't even know how to get to that point of allowing that. Whether it was her, I don't care who it is. As much If anybody knows me, I love Amber Rose. And I tell people all the time, if I had Amber Rose, it would be smash-tastic to have her consistently. But not even her, I would be like, let me settle down and get married to her. Which means looks don't, you know, looks are not everything. But for me, I'm, I always ask myself, when am I going to get to that point where I feel like I could choose one woman and that'll be enough? Because even being with her, it's still a struggle. Every day, all the time. And I talk to my brother and he'd be like, like you said before the podcast, even being married, you're still going to see and view women for who they are. It's just beautiful women out there. But it's up to you. It's your, it's your responsibility to say, I still need to go home or I already have everything that she can offer me. And more at home. But it's like, how do you, what would you tell a dude that's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about possibly settling down, but it's just like you, st- you still want to hold on to both of these things. Because that's, diff- that's like literally for me, that's the hardest thing to be able to say, you know what, man, when you talk about never sleeping or never doing anything else with another woman forever, I don't know how to get to that point. The difference between a decision and an incision. An incision cuts into something. Mm-hmm. A decision cuts away from something. The reality is marriage doesn't make you blind. Um, the depth of my selfishness, I'm still finding new lows to. Um, the intentionality of marriage is designed, the rub, the contention that, the rub that comes when you merge your life with somebody else um, is designed to make you less selfish. Mm-hmm. When we, the closer we get to self, <clears throat> to selflessness, the more we find out our capacity to do, achieve, and accomplish great things. Um, before you can decide, before you could have a decision, you gotta have an incision. This is why I say it's very important especially during this time since you threw yourself in the hat, I would say this to you or anybody else. This is a great, great space to try to understand yourself as best as you possibly can mm-hmm. while not being married. 
once you get married, you're going to learn more about yourself, even that much more. When it comes to finding somebody, <clears throat> it's better to be wanted than it is to be needed. There's codependency and there's interdependence. I definitely don't and want to be needed. If you've ever been in a situation where somebody needed you, it's hell. Yes, it is. Um, if I was, if I was the last guy on earth, and there was a hundred women, and Consuela was one of them, and she said she wanted to be with me, the weight and the value of that is much more questionable. But if it was 100 guys and mm -hmm. I was one of them and Consuela was the last woman on earth and she said she wanted to be with me, all of a sudden the value of that decision is more meaningful to me. Yeah. It's always more meaningful when you have options. Yeah. That's the point. So <clears throat> I would rather be wanted and my wife wanted to be with me and I knew some of her options yeah. who had more paper than me, yeah. who were more caked up than me, and we can fill in the blank with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So the fact that I was selected, and to be quite frank, she was too, yeah. that was already starting off on a healthy place. There was no codependence there. Yeah. Now we have become interdependent in the sense that we have decided to trust each other and rely on one another for our well-being. And so... Um, I would just rather be wanted than needed. Um, before I can make a decision, I got to have an incision. I got to go inward and find out who OL is first. You know what? There are some things that I used to be like, I'm not going to deal with. As I matured, I realized, no, that was silly for me to say that. Yeah. But then there are those things that are non-negotiable for me. There are all those things that are non-negotiable. And for a man, for you, for, for Jason, for me, the most important thing to a man, and if any woman is listening to this, the most critical thing for a man this way for women but it's really this way for men is trust if a man can trust you see fine is everywhere so let's not act like yeah, that's true. the end all be all yeah. fine is everywhere I could log on to Instagram and pull up a hundred right now but why do okay? we follow, why we keep following for that though because because a lot of so much in our life is base level rudimentary elementary, fundamental, and that's the first thing we see. It's like buying a house. Yeah. Man, I love the yard, but the really the reality is you don't live in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. You see it the as you're going in and work. out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the yard is amazing, but that's, 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 the, that's the introduction. And when it comes to these vows, you know, if, the, if something happens with the yard, that's, that can be dealt with. But that foundation... Yeah. That electrical, that plumbing, the stuff that makes us who we are, that's the part you got to check out. And that's why, like, with real estate, you got to get a survey. Bro, you got to take a survey, and it has to extend beyond the yard. And it's crazy because my mom, I'm sorry about that, but, like, when my mom, when she was raising me and, and I was coming up and she started seeing me come into myself, she would always come to me and be like, well, you're handsome. 
and I can tell you're starting to feel yourself. You know, you're starting to play ball. Your shoulder's getting broad. I just want to let you know, make sure you always treat women with respect because yeah. girls are calling the house. And at that time, I was I was always at church, and I had a girlfriend by the name of Dee Dee. That was like my first real girlfriend, and I met her at church. And she was like, I love Dee Dee, blah, Shout blah, blah, blah. Shout out I think I think there ain't no church in America that ain't got no DD in it. And it was All like, bro, I, across I, the and being there, you know, my mom was like, make sure you find somebody that if you get hurt or you get caught in the fire and your face is burnt or your body's burnt, that person's going to love you before then. And they're going to be the type of person to love you after that. Yeah. And I can honestly say I've probably only been with maybe two women where I feel like for sure, for sure, if that happened, they would be here. So to me, it's like I try to always remember that. But like you said, it's it's one of those things you really have to make that incision or look inside yourself to say, OK, I'm going to let all this go. And I know for me, a lot of times there's been times where I've done things with women. And then it's like after it's done, I'm like, Exactly. Why did, I could have held off. I should have exactly. masturbated, watched something, did something, because this was not worth me doing this. And that's normally when you have no connection with that person. Absolutely. Jason can back me up on this. You're always going to be letting something go. Every time you hold your tongue, you're letting something go. Man. Hey, Jason, how many times did you hold your tongue this month, bro? Man. Yes. Man. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey. You know what? It's a strength in that. Yeah, man. Totally. There's a strength. I mean, like, totally. To to grow to as a man. And it listen. We have an opportunity uh, to really be men in the way that I believe we were created to be. And one of the one of those things, man, like you think about in my household right now. I have a beautiful wife. I have three daughters and, you know, two sons who are not at the house with us every day, but they're with us all the time, obviously, right? Um, but I come home from work, and they're counting on me to be be there for them. Yeah. They're counting on me to not just provide for them, but to love, to guide, to support, to wipe tears, to wipe poopy diapers yeah. I mean like they're count, they're counting on me for all of these things yeah. does that mean that I'm not uh, you know a human and I don't have emotions I don't I don't need a break no I, I still have to manage that yeah. mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity like you tell somebody that they could you know take an entry level position or they can actually be groomed for the CEO role mm -hmm. of course you could actually look at the elevated responsibility as a burden, or you can look at it as an opportunity. Like, yeah, it's a lot of weight that comes along with being the CEO. But yo, people actually are building careers off of my leadership. I'm, I'm opening up the doors and making decisions that's allowing, you know, people to actually send their kids to college every single, you know, every single day, every year, right? And so, um, my, my number one challenge would be to own the responsibility of being a man first, right? Because before you could talk about your role in a relationship, and this is something I just jotted down here is in integrity. If we don't properly understand, address, and embrace what it means to be a man, before you even come to trying to talk about, yeah, I like her, she's fine, and all of that, you already starting out. In, in the in the red. You're in a deficit totally. approaching a relationship. You don't even understand what you're bringing to the table. And 
you know, my thing is, and I agree with what OL just said, it's when you are not under the watch of a relationship mm -hmm. when you should become one with your convictions. Yep. Do you steal? <laughs> are you a uh, are you polygamous? <laughs> are you a habitual liar? Are you a liar? Do you, are you on time? <laughs> Do you keep your living quarters clean? That matters. Are you a hard worker? Do you are you diligent with your finance? Like if you haven't answered these questions solo, yeah. Don't try to get it. Don't try to get it Figure right it under out, the, yeah. watch the watch of a relationship. Yeah. Real talk. That's so good. Am bro. I the Am I the guy who I'm walking down the street? I'm 100 percent single. Not no. I'm not under the watch of a relationship. I see that this sister who was approaching me. You can see it from the front. From the front, you I can, can see, see that there will be an experience <laughs> on the other side of us intersecting. But I'm making a choice from here yeah. before we cross paths that I'm going to not respect her. Bro, I'm so going to respect real. myself. Yeah. That's so real. I'm going to respect myself as a man. And listen, I went through a season where I actually drilled. Like, it was like exercise yeah. walking down Ooh. downtown Chicago cool. like okay here we go here comes another <laughs> one you can do this like literally you know what I'm saying like don't, don't look, 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 look don't look keep walking that's the yes, hard yes you did it you yeah. know yo you practiced that yeah you are developing a caliber of manhood that is a right. commodity on the market man yeah like you're, you're becoming freaking Hercules out here yeah now where is that gonna show up you may never get a gold star for That's it. That's about to say. Ain't nobody yeah. gonna know. But it's the it's the work that you've been doing in secret. Yeah. That when all of the caca hits the fan, <laughs> and it's like it's a room full of males, but then only one man stands up. It will be evident in those moments in life where it's like, yo, this cat has been doing the dirty work when nobody's watching. Jay, Muhammad Ali said. The fight is won far from the lights, mm -hmm. from the roaring crowd, long before I ever step into the ring. It's real. 100% real. Yo, that you have, in a marriage, you're going to have way more opportunities to quit than to keep going. Yep. So what makes you stay? Because, I mean, clearly with you saying this, you've had the thought process. Because it's just like, it's no different than being in a relationship and wanting to break up, but trying to figure out a way to make it work or, for me, finding out reasons to stay. Because I know anytime I have any kind of rift in a relationship, I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the one to jump ship easily. Mm -hmm. But when I do start thinking about it, then to me, it becomes serious. So here's the deal. You, and I'll, I'll use the analogy of, of, of the gym. You you sign up for a gym. How many people January first? Like yo, twenty seventeen. Everybody's in there. Twenty seventeen is my year. I'm getting back. Beach body. Summertime all these fine. Different, yeah, yeah, summertime fine. Hashtag <laughs> blah blah blah. Whatever, right? But look, you don't sign up for that to speed to speed into your results. You sign up for a process. Yeah, that's really. What it's you way do. more opportunities to stop going to the gym than it is to, to, to get the results that you're so, looking for. Sure. So you literally have to see yourself as being a part of a process that you're committed to for the long haul, not just because you're looking for some quick results, yeah. but you're embracing the lifestyle. You're like, you know what? 
I've been in this joint for six months, and I'm still grabbing the side of my, you dig? Yeah. And this, you know, <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. Grabbing that quarter pounder. You know, and, or, you know, I was doing really well, but then I went out of town, and I, that set me all the way back. Yeah. You know, I, I was seeing all of these games, and yeah. then, boom, one week, and I'm like January 1st again, yeah. you know? So, but when you commit to the lifestyle, and you say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not in here for no quick fix. Yeah. I'm in here because... My heart rate is decent, you know. I'm I'm learning more about myself, and and I love what what Ol just said a little bit ago. Like, I'm constantly evaluating where are my where are my weak points, you know. I know that you know I'm doing decent and I'm turning up on veggies, but yo, them donuts they keep taking me under. But unless you're <laughs> confronting with that, you never even discover where your shortfalls are. Yeah. So, I would say to anybody who would even contemplate dating for the for the purpose of marriage if you're not trying to commit to a lifelong process of yeah. growth and development and learning the tough stuff or even about yourself yeah. walk away don't even consider it so what would you tell somebody and i direct this and ol you could start this one off but it's why would you what do you tell somebody who says i don't want to get married like what what reason what what's what are the benefits of being married? And the reason I say that because that's something I think about. Most of the time, nine times out of ten, if I'm talking to a woman or a man and, I, and they're talking about marriage, don't ever get married. Don't ever get married. Don't ever have kids. If you get married, you know, you got to take care of somebody else. If you have kids, you got to take care of somebody else and you ain't never got no money. So it's one of them things where when you hear people say that, it's almost like, why would I want to do that? I only know one guy that used to always say, he was like, even when people ask me, when people ask me, How's my marriage going? He was like, even if it was the shittiest day, if I just got into it with my wife that morning, I always say, I'm happily married. He's like, because I wanted to try to keep that mindset because I love my wife so much. I didn't even want to start thinking of a process of like telling somebody, hey, uh, it's not going too well. He was like, because then I start to really believe that. And then also, if it's a woman that's looking to get at me or a man to get at me, they're going to see, oh, she's unhappy. Maybe there's something I can do or this is an open door for me. Mm -hmm. So what would you like? What are the benefits? And I'm asking personally for myself. If somebody asks, what are the benefits of getting married? What would you tell them? Outside of sex. I could answer it on, <laughs> I could answer it on multiple levels or multiple aspects. Um, let's just pick one. Well, let me first start, start off by saying it's not a crime to not be married. Yep. And it's not a disease to not be married. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you less of a man if you're not married. Or a woman, because I think or women a woman. get the most flat. Or a woman. Um, so there's no crime or anything, no indictment that comes upon you because you're not married. Um, it's not even a commandment. I mean, if you think about it from a biblical standpoint, it's, it's, it's not even a commandment. It's a desire. So if you desire or you will or you decide that this is what you want to do, mm-hmm then that's just what it is. It's a decision. Same goes for love. Love is not a feeling. I don't always feel feel like I'm in love with my wife. But what makes me take out the trash and come back is, one, my personal integrity, two, my commitment, because I gave an oath, I gave a vow, I promised her, I promised her dad, I promised my... There's so much that went into that that I take my word very seriously. Which is why a lot of guys can be very sheepish 
about giving their word and making that commitment because a lot of times we have a fear of not being able to hold, hold it up, yeah. especially if we've been fractured by watching other men in our life in that regard. But the benefits, health, literally, your heart rate improves, yeah. your, the, the quality, <clears throat> they did a study on this, the quality of your plasma, like your, like your blood is even healthier. Um, my mind is sharper. Um, my ability to withstand pressure is greater. Um, I'm wealthier. Um, I have a better and more keen ability to understand human behavior. Um, I can walk into a situation, into a room, and understand people's body language much better. I do it all the time. All for being married. All for being married. That's and a woman's going to run the gamut on that. A, a woman's going to run a gamut of emotions in a whole 24-hour period in a lot of cases. And so I'm also a lot, um, I've learned to think before I speak. When you're single, you, just, you can be real flippant. You can be just blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that as much as I used to. Yeah. Because so the weight of my words, the, the things I choose to say, my conversation, I've matured. Um, my ability to conduct business is a lot sharper. My ability, if I may add, to negotiate is a lot higher. Your marriage, let me say this real quick. Everything we do getting prepared for a wedding, we're supposed to continue doing. Now, if you don't hear nothing else I say, and I'm going to end on this note and let Jay take over, but everything we do preparing for a marriage, we're actually supposed to repeat it. Let me explain. Um, now, I know this can get real questionable when I start talking about bachelor party, but hear me out. <laughs> there is a decision. We're going to get married, right? Okay, cool. So naturally what happens is people start letting their families know. She's telling her people's, you telling yours. Mm-hmm. Now there's this coming together. <clears throat> Keep doing that. Then you have an engagement. An engagement is basically like a car. If you ever dr- drove a stick shift, you're engaging the transmission. Right? So literally, we're moving into pole position, so to speak. You're always going to be moving into various positions to go different speeds. Keep doing that. There's going to be a bachelorette party, time for her girls. She needs to keep doing that. I so agree with There's going to be a bachelor party for you and the fellas. Keep doing that. Guys need guy time. Women need time with the girls. Yeah. There's going to be a rehearsal dinner where the families and the friends are coming together. Keep doing that. Invite your family and friends over for dinner. I know you may say, well, my family messy. I'm not saying have them over every week, but there needs to be some times where the families come together. Then there's going to be a ceremony where everybody's coming to celebrate. Keep doing that. Then there's going to be a honeymoon where the two of you get away from everybody. Keep doing that. (laughs) We get married and think, it's the last one. I ain't going to be able to go shoot pool with the dudes. She's not going to be able to go hang out. That's foolishness. Settling down. Keep doing those things because as long as you keep doing those things, you're always rehearsing everything you did in the marriage process yeah. or in the wedding process. They need to figure out a different phrase because when I hear people say, "When you gonna, you know, when is when you gonna settle down?" Ain't no settle. I don't down. like settling. It's just getting stirred up. Yeah. Turn up, man. It's just <laughs> that's a bad word in my house. I'm you like when I hear that. Yet? Like like we, I have five children. Ain't no settling down. Yeah, like yeah. I will, I will rent apartments to experience new cities yeah. and to 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 test out new opportunities. Like 
we turning up, man. Yeah. That's what we do. Definitely. Ain't no settling down. Like, and, but see, the way you guys are explaining it, and I'm sure you can even say the same thing, it's like it sounds so much better than somebody being like, nah, bro. Yeah. Nah, I can't. And not, so not, many... not to be funny, you'll get some dudes that will get with a particular woman or a woman that'll get with a particular dude that won't let them. Now, I don't understand how an adult can allow, not allow another adult to go do either. what they want to do because I feel like it, ain't nobody going to be able to tell me what to do and if I do <laughs> it, it it's wrong. out of respect for this person right. that I will not do this. It, it was built improperly. That's you, exactly right. As I was driving in here, I, I looked at the skyline, you know, the Dallas downtown Dallas skyline. I don't get a chance to do it that much. Um, but I was looking at the skyline and you look at all those beautiful buildings that are standing up next to each other. Not one is leaning over on the other. Yeah. They all have their own foundation. Yep. And together they form this force. But it's, one building didn't say to the other, like, hey, I'm trying to go to the 100th floor. You too? Okay, cool. Yeah. You lean this way, I lean that way, <laughs> and we're going we gonna to do this yeah. thing side by side. A lot of relationships are built exactly like that. Two broken people never dealt with their foundation. That's what, and they, that's the, the only reason that they last, they last yeah. as long as... They got that lean, lean right. But the, the minute somebody else get healthy yeah. and say, you know what, babe? Thank you for letting me lean, but I'm going out with the fellas. What you mean you're going, going out with yeah. the fellas? That like, is gone. Yeah. yeah. You, they, wait, so if you move, then what, what's going to happen to my lean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, But when you get two people who in their single time, they say, you know what? Let me make sure my foundation is set. Whether I'm with somebody or not, I'm... I want to live my life as a single man as if I was married right now. I'm married to me and God. Yeah. Like, I want to get this straight now because when... So, first of all, how can you determine your match when you don't know which one you are? Very if true. I If I told you right now, go get me the other shoe, but I never gave you a shoe to start with, which other shoe what are you it? looking for? Yeah. So, we are out here looking for our match, but you don't even know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, when you understand, like, yo... My foundation is set. I'm solid. I can stand up straight. I'm only looking for some... I'm looking to partner with somebody who's on that. Yeah. Because if they lean into the left or the right, this is going to be unhealthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Quick quick qualifier to what he's saying. He's not saying perfect. No, absolutely Please do not, not. misconstrue that. Absolutely That is not, not. saying perfection. Because no. you're not going to be perfect. And neither is, is the other person. Yeah. But what he is saying, and, and, and correct me if I'm summarizing you right, Two questions cannot answer each other. Yep. So if you don't know you and she don't know her and y'all get together trying to search for an answer, it's not going to happen. I keep saying it. I've said it on a million podcasts. If I get with somebody because everybody has baggage, I want the person that when you get ready to get on a plane, you're taking a bag on the plane, but you ain't putting nothing up under the plane. (laughs) I just You need enough for a carry-on. You know what I'm saying? I was going to tell you, it's funny when you say needing somebody and being able to stay along because I got a homeboy. Shout out to my homeboy, Bo. But he was talking to me, and he just got married recently. And he was saying when he first started dating his now wife, she wanted pretty much all of him. And he was like, I've been married before. I don't ever want to get to a point where I love you so much and I give you all of me in my heart to where if you leave, kind of like you said, that I can't even stand on my own. He was like, I want to love you and I want to want you, but I don't want to need you. To where if you left, I just feel like I cannot survive. And I feel like too many people... They do that. And I always tell other people, we just had a trip in New Orleans. And my girl, she was like, well, I'm going to go in here and I'm, I'm going to go on a dance floor. I'm like, okay, I ain't really a dancer. You want to go out there? Go ahead. Now, she's the type of black chick that white dudes normally hit on. So one of the girls there was like, hey, uh, 
your girl out there. You ain't going to go out there. And I'm like, no. Because I was like, I'm not always perfect and I'm not going to always be on point. So I'm cool with other dudes giving her that compliment because sometimes you just need to hear that. You need to feel that. And it's kind of like you were saying, being able to go out with your boys. Still do that. Sometimes dudes like to know they still got it just like women do. It don't mean you want something else. But it's like sometimes when you're in a marriage or you're in a relationship so long and you don't hear anything, you don't. how do you know if you're even still attractive? Because if a woman really loves you or a man really loves you, you can put on that weight and they're going to still love you for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you still got to be able to, like you say, do things to keep yourself healthy, look the way you want to look, still live a life, not as really as if you were single to where you're having sex, but still able to go and do things that you love to do without this other person. Yeah. I think that's very important because people act like that's impossible to do. No, it's true. It's true. Hey, you can do that without disrespecting it. You can. Absolutely. It's a, you have to be, there's maturity that comes out of that, right? Like, we're mature enough to even want to see each other on our A game and, yep. and see each other as our best, yep. you know. Um, you asked about the benefits of marriage. I, I agree with what's been shared already. I would add that uh, one, one, I think, huge benefit of marriage is friendship. We we don't like in this day and age friendship can be watered down. Yeah. And you, you can call anybody a friend, but like when you think about friendship at, at its core and that the level of oneness and commitment that comes with the true definition of friendship, yeah. dude it's huge, man. Like it's huge to, to actually live with your best friend. And like there there are days when I get off work and I'm driving three sixty to twenty to two eighty seven. Like yeah. I'm going to kick it with my friend. You know? Like I'm going home. We don't have anything to do. There's nothing on the docket but we could just sit in the sit garage yeah. and just talk. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> and that comes with its ebbs and flows. It's not always gonna be fun conversation. Sometimes we're gonna have to deal with some tough stuff. But it's that camaraderie and that friendship that I think is important that, you know, a lot of times we almost program ourselves to not even receive it. Yeah. I mean, even if we talk, you know, uh, male to male relationships, we kind of put these walls up like, yeah, we could be cool, but I ain't really trying to have like some for real friends. Yeah. And uh, along with friendship comes accountability. It comes being open to be challenged. Yep. Being willing to tell the hard truth, all of those things yeah. that go go along with that. But I think that's a huge benefit is friendship. Another one is um, kind of like piggybacking off of that is um, I would say partnership slash surge capacity. And there's a scripture that says one can put a thousand to flight, mm-hmm. but two could put ten thousand to flight. And you think about investing in the stock market or in, in mutual funds or whatever. If I take $200 and put it into mutual funds today, that $200 will grow exponentially in this way and will have this type of yield. And so in a marriage, you literally can say like, wow, I was doing all of these very same things solo. And my $200 maybe would produce $230. Yeah. But like, man... Now that we got this squad, my two hundred dollar investment actually yields two G's. True, you know because we're we're putting we're taking a whole lot of other stuff that we that that comes with that. It's it's a covenant, yeah. and so it's like inside that covenant there are 
there are assets that you can't just tap outside of that. Yeah. And so the other piece that I would, that I would offer up um, in terms of though, when you think about selfish mindset, you know, it's natural that you're like, man, you know, um, for me, I, I'm coming into our marriage like, man, I already got two sons. That cost me this amount. Bro, that's to, what to I support, do right, right? now. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to help you with something. Please do, because, and I'm going to give you the scenario before you do that, okay. is for me, because, like, my girl has two kids. Yep. I never wanted a ready-made family. Yep. Something I still struggle with now, because when we have even thought about living together, I'm like, well, you know what? You got two kids, so we can't just have a two-bedroom apartment. It's true. We got to have me, a four-bedroom. She's like, you? why four? And I was I like, because I something? need that room for space. Can I help you with something? Yes. In your own power... It will be a struggle to build from where you are now to the place where you can just cover all of the needs. Yeah. Within the, within the context of a covenant, there are resources that get routed your way because you said, and this is my, my perspective mm -hmm. is this, and, you know, <laughs> you Tell said, truth, God, she's your daughter. Those two are your sons. Mm -hmm. I will put myself in the position to stand as a covering for all of them. And he says, Roger that. Here are the resources that come along with that, your willingness to assume that responsibility. Mm -hmm. So while you would have been on your own, like hustling, trying to build up, yeah. and you can't, you can't see it in your own, your own perspective, but when you, when you yield to that level of responsibility. I'm not saying you just go out and pick anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yo, I'm trying yeah. to get this money. This ain't like tax time, right? <laughs> you got some kids. Like, you got a, so a couple of social kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when it's right and you you have that that clearance from from your heavenly father, like, yo, this is right. Yeah. You you step into this role and I will backstop you with the resources to to have a, a beautiful life with those people. Because you, I mean... They're his. Yeah. And so he's going to take care of his kids. So you become the the conduit yeah. for those resources. So on point. I just want to dovetail on that. It's contracts that I've gotten. Not because people like me. Because they're like my wife. Yo. Y'all wouldn't deal says, with me if y'all didn't know Irena. When it says and obtain favor. Bro, when you find. There's like. There's like a whole other level of blessing that you that you walk in that is not based on your own merit. It's it's a result of the union and God's like, Marola, it's out to you. And it's stuff that's happened to me since I've been married, and I'm like, now this stuff I was same things I've been trying to do when I was single. I get married and they just start coming together, and I'm like. <laughs> And I'm not necessarily even better now than I was then yeah. at that particular so thing. It's, I'm like, come on, man. What's the odds of that? Yeah. It's real. It's, we went through a season in L.A. I'm just being transparent. We was having a whole lot of intense fellowship. You just weren't <laughs> seeing eye to eye. Like a whole like season. Like, yeah, we stayed not together. No, no, not on the weekend. <laughs> like straight, consistent, like. You know, not 100% beefing, but just we're not as plugged in and connected. And we both knew it, but didn't even know what to do to fix it, yeah. you know? We, uh, we kind of got over that hump. It took some, you know, humbling ourselves, prayer, 
a number of things, we got we got past that hump. And it was kind of like this noticeable, like, whoo, we back, yeah. you know? Like, man. And you knew it was like the clouds are gone. It's a different season. This right. ain't like the one sunny day in the winter. This is like we, we came out of that thing. We in a whole other place. But that's hard to do. Too why you're hard. in a relationship. No, it's it's definitely hard, yeah. and you have you have to have that endurance. Yeah. Like you know, coming from Chicago, winters last a long time. Yeah, and you got to be ready to go the long distance to to get back to spring. Yeah. Point point being that when we came out of that, and and we were like back in that place of unity, mm-hmm. stuff started to pop off yep. in the be- in the most beautiful <clears throat> ways. Like increase here opportunity here this is going i mean stuff that we have been working on for a minute yeah and it was just like traffic jam nothing happening and then boom we get in unity and it's like yeah you know first class you know and so um again these are these are things that i would never experience as a single man and so it's not something that everyone uh, should just run to because they want the, a certain outcome. Yeah. I think um, a good buddy of mine named Sean McGuire told me, he's like, your job as a single man is to run your race. Run hard. Like, get in your lane, the lane that God has put you on the planet to be in. Yeah. Get in your lane and run your race. Do it well. Don't compromise. Run hard. As you're running your race... When you look to the left or the right and you see the sister who's running alongside you, maybe she's the one to holler at. Yeah. If she's off the exit ramp somewhere waving her hand, <laughs> you better keep running because that's a detour. You're going to exit off of your race to go and see what's going on mm-hmm. just to one day wake up and say, what am I doing over here off of this side street? Yeah. I'm supposed to be making my moves. As you're making your moves and you look to your left and your right, you're like, man, shorty right here next to me and we running. And she happy, I'm happy. You know, life ain't perfect, but we running our race. Like, yo, that's a partnership right there. But that bounce back, to me, for me, the bounce back is hard because even in my current situation, my current relationship and other relationships, there's been times where it's like, it's more arguing. You know, and I may talk to Intense a different- fellowship. Yeah, because you know, and that's why I took his pen because I was like, I'm gonna name this podcast the Intense Fellowship. That I, that was dope. I like that. But it, it's crazy because it's like you'll get into those points, or I get to a point. I don't really, I don't argue. I don't do Intense Fellowship. I even, I hate even fellowshipping at all in that manner. Yeah. And when it comes, it's like I just shut down. That's me. And when it's consistent, and it's like maybe a, you know, like you say, a season where it's like two days of sunshine. And then something can happen. And not to be funny, sometimes it's me because my mood still hasn't changed from the last time. So at that point in time, I'm like, you still think we good and we not really good. Yeah, I'm still beefing still. And I've even told people when somebody says, I've even been in situations where I'm like, I want to break up. I need a break. I'm done. But you have some women that'll be like, you know what? We can work through this, whatever. And even if it's a nice delivery, I feel like sometimes even if a man asks for a break, give him that time. Yeah. No matter what comes with that, sometimes you got to give them that time because it's been situations where I'll ask for a break or I'm like, I'm done. And if it doesn't happen, the best way I can I can put this is if 
if a battery is at a hundred percent and y'all got me doing metaphors and all of this other shit because well, it's been, y'all been, it's been analogies, all yeah, that, yeah, analogies and all that all day. <laughs> so it's one of them things where it's like when she, like if you have a battery at a hundred percent, you take it out to use it. It's 90%. You take it out, you plug it back in, it gets to 92. You take it out again. If you don't ever leave it or nothing is ever consistent, it'll never get back to 100. So for me, the way I look at it is if you never give me that break that I need, and I keep saying I need this break, I need this plug-in, this refill, and I never get it, you start to build resentment. And you never get back to that place to where you possibly could be if you don't take time for yourself. We've all talked about how important time for yourself is, but sometimes women and men, we don't want to give that time or that space because of the fear of getting that losing that person. You know what I'm saying? Man, let me say this, bro. That was good. My wife and I broke up probably three or four times while we were dating. I went out on dates probably each one of those times that we were taking a break. That's what we do. I remember <laughs> sit, I was at Carabas, bro. I remember sitting across from this one chick that I took out during this break. And the whole time, my mind was on my wife. She wasn't my wife then, but obviously. Now, um, I know where you're going. You to. get to a mm. place where you realize you, you could argue with anybody. Yeah. You could argue with Amber Rose. Yeah. You could argue with Pam Don't. Greer. Okay. Okay. Point is, it doesn't matter. You have to decide within yourself what is worth it, what is not worth it. The stuff, think about it for a second. When you were 10, do you get mad at the age you are now, at the same stuff that you did when you were 10? Hmm. Nah. Priorities change. You mature and you realize that ain't worth it. And in fact, if you saw somebody who was in their 30s pouting, Getting mad at something like a 10-year-old would, you would look at that person in their 30s like, what's wrong with you? Like, how immature is that? We all mature as time goes on. So the stuff that me and my wife used to go in about, Mm -hmm. we don't go in about anymore. But I never would have got to this point to figure that out if I didn't realize I actually loved this girl. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. I actually realized... You know what? And time apart would do that. Far as as imperfect as she is, pretty much it ain't gonna get no better than that. And that's when I realize, you know what? Jump. Yeah. I don't have all the money saved up that I want. Everything's not perfect. And I just and what happens is things start coming together. Cause when I got married, I was putting it off for a couple of years. My wife was getting ready to go to Japan, bro. And she was like, if you didn't propose when you did, I was about to be out of here, out out of this country. My point is, she didn't tell me that at first, so yeah. it wasn't like I knew that going in. Like, oh, yeah. I better do something. I was like sitting in my apartment one day. I was like, and I got married when I was thirty-three. I was like, mm. and I was probably one of the last ones out of out of, out of my whole circle. I am the last one. And the last. Bro, summer. I was just, I was just, I was just in a wedding Friday yeah. with my, with with one of my best friends. This is his second marriage. He got divorced, but he got married when he was tw- when he was in his twenties. He didn't know himself, and I asked him. I asked him. I said, "Yo, the other night, I said, bro, what's different this time?" He said, "I know myself a lot better now." Yeah, that was his answer. I said, "Perfect." And that's really if you don't know yourself, then you don't even know what you need or want. That's what I'm saying. That's true. And I always tell people that, like, when somebody gets like when I see people, I, it was one girl I was talking to before my girlfriend. 
Beautiful girl. And when I was introduced to her, she was one of those types to where she was fine and she knew she was fine. It's always one of those. Yeah. To where in my mind, it was still my mindset was like, okay, if she going to carry herself like this, not to be funny, message to women. If you carry yourself like you just all of that and nobody can touch you, niggas will come after you just to touch you right. and then drop you off and let you yep. know that this shit is real. You, <laughs> right. ain't, you ain't the only 10 out here. Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? And we real good rap. with that. If we want to step our mouthpiece up to a whole nother level That's to get rap. that, we'll put you, we, some niggas will go out of their way to buy something or reserve something to seem like they have something that they need to get you to, to get come. your ass and drop you off to let yeah. you know you they're are not what you <laughs> and stun on that ass right. and you won't know the difference they'll, they'll take the e off the trunk off everything <laughs> and you be blocked Man. in so don't think that these games <laughs> can't get to that level seriously yeah. but I, 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 shit i didn't forgot what i was trying to say i didn't got hey, off talking about women on the intense fellowship Here you and go. The arguing because you said something that resonated with me a phrase that i have said in my own head and in my own heart is you ain't talking to me Sometimes there's a conversation being had. You're the you. This is a part of the friendship. Yeah. You're the best friend. So it's coming out. I'm hurting, and I'm gonna say it to somebody. You're the one who's sitting on the couch next to me, mm-hmm. and you're looking at me, but you ain't talking to me. You're talking to ten years ago. Yeah. You're talking to how you feel about our current our current circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so my the biggest the biggest. Uh, you know, violation you you can commit against me is not to ask me a tough question, but to accuse me of something. Yeah. So if you I don't if, like if you accuse if you're gonna accuse me of holding a particular stance, it gets under my skin in a way that I can't even begin to explain. However, two things: one, I've had to be able to say, you know, from the perspective of love and friendship, I have to stand in the gap for my friend mm-hmm. and realize. Let me just sit here because she ain't talking to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to let her work this out. And her process and how many years is it going to take for her to get over that, da, 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 that's between her and God. Yeah. My job is to continue to love and work. And, and, and in that process, I'm becoming stronger. I realize that I'm growing. Yeah. It doesn't mean be a punching bag. Obviously, you got to, you know, find that balance. The other part of that, though, is I, I began to ask myself, again, this is getting to know yourself better. Why does that get under my skin so much? Exactly. And what what happened in my upbringing or in my life, mm-hmm. where the minute somebody starts accusing me, like, hey, why is this such a button for me? And how can I? Self awareness, bro. How can I then, based upon that, use even these moments as an opportunity again to exercise? Mm-hmm. We talk about the gym membership, working out. Yeah. If you ain't trying to grow, this is gonna be a rough road. Yeah. But for those who are committed to the process, you are becoming incredible, Hulk. True. Last question before we get out of here. Do you feel like, okay, for people who get married and get divorced, do you feel like a divorce can still have, do you feel like two couples who have had a divorce can still consider their marriage to be a successful marriage, even if it ended in divorce? And I ask that question because I think that you can still get divorced and still have had a successful marriage. Just because you got married and you were together 10 years doesn't mean that you didn't learn something, that you didn't become a better person, that, you know, some, you didn't take something from that that benefits you. Because the reason I say that is you'll have people like, say, for instance, if you have a person that's been divorced three times trying to tell somebody that's a newlywed getting married, some people will be like, what can you tell me you've been divorced three times? Well, honestly, I can tell you everything yeah, because I, I can I tell you what not to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I, I think we are not 
the result of our experiences. We are the result of how we chose to handle our experiences. Mm -hmm. This is why two people, a brother and a brother or a brother and a sister or a sister and a sister can grow up in the same house and have two totally different outcomes. Mm -hmm. Same bringing, same culture, same parents, same everything. So I think you can go through a marriage, have a divorce, and there are many takeaways that you can convert mm -hmm. into being successful going into the next one. But a divorce is a bankruptcy. And there's nothing, there's no W that comes from that. Yeah. Other than how you decide to respond to what has happened After to you fact. and convert it yeah. into making yourself more successful. So, you know... I'll give you a classic example. My father's been married, I believe, three times. There are nuances that he could share with me. The one he cannot is stick it to itness and endurance. Yeah. And that's actually what it takes to be successful in a marriage. Yeah. Now, I did want to say this last piece. <clears throat> After the visual attraction to my wife, after us sharing some of the same core values, well, what do you think about how would you raise a child? What do you think about raising a child? You cool with spanking? You're not cool with spanking. <laughs> Did it, once you get past, and that's important, bro. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he can vouch for that much more than I can. But the thing that made me realize, yep, this is the one. I finally found somebody who prefers peace over combat. Man. That didn't mean we so didn't have thing. combat. But for me, the premium, do you like peace or do you like to fight? Yeah. Because I dated do, yeah. somebody who likes to fight. Yeah. So in times of peace, they'll stir up mess. I, had, I was going to say, I had a girl that was like, and, oh, yeah. I, it, yeah. To, to some people, and that has to do with that person's upbringing and, and how they yeah. chose to respond. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I was growing up, everybody in the house said their feelings and they said it loud. My wife, they didn't raise their voice. Yeah. When I raised my voice, my wife was like, what is this? What's going on? I had to start to adjust and realize, oh, this is my upbringing. That's not your upbringing. And everybody don't holler. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I would say to any man or any woman, after you get through all your other little checklists, does that person like peace or do they like to fight? If they like to fight, that's not the one. At least not right now. I can feel that. I think we're going to have to have a part two. I'm going to have to figure it out <laughs> when we're going to do that. But I got a plan for what's coming up Friday. So I want to say, did you, yeah, I was going to say, did you have anything before we close out? I'm just thankful uh, to have been a part <laughs> of this conversation. Um, I had a thought and it slips me right now, but um, no, this is awesome. I'm, as much as I feel like I've shared, I've learned way more. But the funny thing about it is I, a lot of times when I do podcasts, I always try to be like, okay, let me figure out the right chemistry for the podcast so it'll be whatever. But one thing I've learned is every podcast don't have to be a laugher. Mm -hmm. Every podcast don't have to be. Because, like, I try to touch on different perspectives, but sometimes I know I find myself listening to podcasts or listening or even just watching a movie and trying to take a lesson from it as opposed to being entertained. Yeah. This weekend uh, we went to New Orleans and – it was a couple of people there that are from the city. 
and we were just we came back to because I'm not from the city and that's why I'm saying it. And we came back and um, to my hotel and we were shooting pool in the lobby and they had like some burlesque dancers. So it was like half naked women. I'm like, this live. But they were focused on what they were doing. So some of the people in the group, they were like, hey, well, we're going to, you know, go to the casino. We're going to go hang out. My brother's girlfriend even went out to say, y'all boring. And I was like, what well, the difference between, because she's from Detroit. And I was like, the difference between city people and country people is city people like to be entertained. Country people or hood people who come from the hood, we entertain ourselves. <laughs> so I'm shooting pool, having fun. My girl there, you know, my other homeboy and his girl there. And the next thing you know, we having fun. The crowd comes in. White people, black people, whoever's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just end up shooting. And I don't know how their night turned out. But I know my night turned out great. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I entertained my goddamn right. self. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like the crowd came to me. Right, right, and right. a lot of people think I'm arrogant or whatever like that. But I'm just like, I just, I, I vibe differently. Right. Yeah. And some people, like, they look for fun. And I'm like, bro, while we out here spending $200, you let's go fun. get a spot. You're like, we the product. Yeah. Get you a drink or whatever. Invite who you're going to invite. Let's order some. And the conversation should be able to create itself. As you can tell, I love to talk. Yeah. And I love to hear people talk because when I'm not talking and I'm listening, I'm learning something because every experience is different. Totally. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got to be able to go through them experiences, I'm man. with you on that. People would never guess, but one of my favorite things to do is score. Is to do what? Score. I, I love scoring on people. Oh shit! Yeah, I ain't, I, haven't, I haven't done that in a while. It almost came to that this weekend because <laughs> yeah. again, I'm still learning my brother's girlfriend. Yeah, he gonna yeah. listen to this podcast and be like, "Oh, this nigga." Here. <laughs> but I was like, "I'm learning." But you know, she was talking to me and she was uh, wanting to have an intense. What is it? Intense fellowship. Yeah, she wanted to have. I wasn't for it. Yeah. And I was like, "You don't know me." <laughs> but before I was like, "But if you don't want to be embarrassed, you yeah. might want to stop <laughs> because not a you. I can take a lot." Yeah, people yeah. talk shit to me, whatever. I got a friend at work talk shit all the time, but I always tell him I'll be like, one day, yep, I'm gonna bounce it back yeah. on you. But I'll be like, I let you make it because I can take this. You right, know, you right, can right, hit right, me, right, you can. Right, twi- right, right, right. I, I got a thick skin, right. but I can say something that'll shut all of this down. Right. And we all come from that, you know. Yep. Like you said, scoring on people, we call it joning. Yep. That's one of them things where a nigga could be on the road hitting you with five of them, but why yeah. you taking all them body blows? Yeah. Yeah. If you can conjure up one good thought and hit oh, them right. with it, it's gonna shut all that shut shit it all down. down. Everybody, oh. <laughs> Oh shit! Over. You can shut it down. Absolutely. I want yeah. y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for coming yeah. out. Chicago's very own. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who likes the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. I done ran out of breath. And laughing. But if you want to be on the show, hit us up at www.info at the reality is. Keep up with all things the reality is by going to www.thatherealityis.com. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor at the reality is. You can follow me personally on Facebook at Anthony Roberts, on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. And always remember, inhale courage to excel success. We'll talk to you next week. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.